ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I am joined today by Casey Ravert. Casey, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So Casey is a very special friend. Um, we, When I was in college, I guess it was my junior summer, I traveled, I yeah, I traveled in a singing tour group um, with my college. So it was me and two other college girls that sang in a trio. And Casey and her husband were our leaders. So Casey played the piano. Adam did all of the driving. Um, so we have special friendship. The Lord really knit our hearts yes. on an intimate level that summer. And <laughs> I will always remember the day that we ended our travels yes. was their first anniversary. It was. It was special. Yes. And it was extra special because the other two college girls that were traveling with us, one stayed with her grandparents yep. and the other one flew wow. home. So I think we had like a 14-hour drive. It was wonderful. We had from the <laughs> for our anniversary yes. lunch. And I was there right in the middle of it all. So every time oh, you celebrate awesome. your anniversary, I remember. Fun oh, memories. Yes. <laughs> but Adam and Casey are so sweet. They have just encouraged Simeon and I over and over. Casey teaches Eden piano, and that has been a blessing. Eden just adores you. She was disappointed that... I got to spend time with you, and she did. She's so sweet. I love her. But I'm just going to let Casey introduce her and her husband a little bit, kind of what you are up to right now, and then she has a really encouraging um, just truth that she's going to share with us today. Sure. Um, a little bit about my husband and I. Um, we have been married for 10 years. We just celebrated 10 oh, years. It's hard to believe. I that know. dates me. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I keep thinking about it. It stresses me out a little bit, but I'm getting old. Um, but yeah, we've been married for 10 years and um, we're actually in a little bit of a transition right now. The Lord has called us into church planning. Mm -hmm. So we are getting ready to move to Atlanta, Georgia with um, a church planter and his wife and help them as they start their church. And uh, we'll just see where the Lord takes it from there. Yeah. And uh, if he takes us into church planting somewhere, that's, you know, just kind of we're following him. Um, but a little bit about our journey. Um, we met in college uh, freshman year, mm -hmm. second week of college, <laughs> um, which is so interesting. But um, the Lord really just worked all those details out. And um, we were married in 2011. And when you get married, you all have these amazing ideas of what life is going to be, right? Like um, my thought was when I was 30, I'd have three or four kids. We'd be, you know, living a certain place and in a certain point in ministry, had yes. all those dreams. Um, and so it's, it's just interesting. As I look back now, I think about all of that and just how God has directed my life and um, how different it was from what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. um, when we were celebrating our five-year anniversary, we, we'd started talking about family and like, you know, hey, we're getting older. <laughs> Let's start thinking <laughs> about family now. Um, and so we decided we would um, start trying to have a family. And so about two or three months later, um, I found out that I was pregnant mm -hmm. and um, I... Uh, noticed some odd things. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm pregnant. And, uh, 
about two weeks into it, I definitely realized, okay, I am pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I hadn't told Adam because he was getting ready to go on this weekend missions trip. And so I was like, I'm going to wait till he gets back. So excited. I got to figure out the perfect Instagram way to tell him, (laughs) you know, like doing all the research. Um, and so I had about two, two and a half weeks where just, I knew, and, um, it's amazing what you can plan in two weeks <laughs> um, and all the dreams you can have. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, that to me, um, obviously I don't have children, so I don't know what it's like to actually hold a child, mm-hmm. but to love something so much in just two weeks is yeah. um it floods your heart as soon as you like as soon as you find out. Oh man. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um so he got back from his trip and um it was super early in the morning, around one in the morning, and so I was like, you know, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna make him a really good breakfast, and then I'm just gonna tell him because I can't figure <laughs> out how to tell him really cool and I'm just dying to tell him. Um, I had some weird things happen that day that I just kind of attributed to like, well, I'm, I'm pregnant, so it must be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the morning um, that I was going to tell him, I realized I was having a miscarriage. Mm. Um, and that's when he found out. Mm. So, you know, for him, you know, he found out I was pregnant and then not pregnant all in one mm. big um, moment, which I think really shocked him. Um and I really didn't know how to process any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, I I kind of um, felt like with what I was feeling, too much guilt in it. Like, you should not feel this badly about this. Um, there are women who have it a lot worse than you. So just, you need to get over this. You just need to, like, you know, stop being so upset about it. Um, but then it would hit me in waves like, no, this is, this is a baby. Like, this yeah. was my baby. Um, and I really didn't know how to process it and I didn't have anybody that I felt like I could go to, to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. I had a doctor's appointment and that was probably the worst thing I could have ever done. Um, it actually steered me away from doctors for two years. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, she just told me this is no big deal. This happens all the time. And, um, Really, it wasn't really a baby because it was only about six weeks. So really, you know. It's about what we heard when we lost ours. That is devastating. Yeah. And it, it like sent me into even more of this confused state of like, maybe I shouldn't be so upset right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I am like overthinking it. She didn't give me any help. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect after that. Mm-hmm. And after that, like my body went into a total totally different state. Um, Mm -hmm. I had never struggled with hormonal issues. Um, and then all of a sudden it was a nightmare. Um, I experienced depression, which no one would have known. I was able to hide it, but Mm -hmm. I knew there were some days, um, and it came once a month, I would have depression Mm -hmm. where about two or three days, I felt like I was useless and, you know, God doesn't even want to use me. I don't even know why I do what I do. I'm just useless. And, um, just want to encourage anybody listening. If you're in that moment, the devil wants to use that to really keep you from following the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and to discourage you and find someone to talk to. Um, I wish I could have had someone to reach out to, to understand that I didn't know I was in depression because I didn't know what depression was. I had Mm -hmm. never experienced it. And, um, it was really scary. And it, the, really the Lord showed me what was going on and helped me, gave me some things 
like when I knew that I was coming to that point every month and it came every month like clockwork. And when I knew it was coming, I knew I needed to go home. I needed to either read my Bible, not be on social media, mm-hmm. um, not think about anything that would depress me. Don't sit down and think about work, just Bible or sit on my front porch and drink coffee and don't think mm-hmm. just pray. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's really what helped me through that. But, um, it, it really was a difficult year. Then finally, um, after my body kind of stopped that cycle and really that took about a year mm-hmm. for whatever was going on with me to stop. <laughs> um, and I still don't have all the answers for that. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, I've done some research, but, mm-hmm. um, in about 2018 and 2019, it's really, you know, 18 was fine. We were just like, yeah, we're, we're trying again and we're excited and full hopes and really not too focused on it. Um, but 2019 is when it really hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to be turning 30 at the end of the year <laughs> and it hit me. I'm turning 30 and I have <laughs> no children. Wait a second, Lord. This is like the plan, you know, have kids at this age and, yeah. you know, supposed to have a family now. Um, and through that year, I had about six times where I thought for sure I was pregnant, mm-hmm. almost guaranteed. One, um, one of those difficult days was I knew like I was for sure. I just knew I, mm-hmm. I was pregnant. It was it. And all the signs were there. And so it was knew it. And the night before took a test and it was negative. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, after that I realized I wasn't and I woke up the next morning, super devastated. And, um, that day someone came to me and they announced that they were having a baby. And mm-hmm. I was like, Lord of all the days for someone to tell me, I'd be so happy. I want to be happy for them, but I'm so upset because this is like, this is just awful. Yeah. Like, why, why can I not I can't do anything. What are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was difficult. It was a, a battle. You struggle with the whys and you're trying to be happy for everyone, but then you're fighting yourself and mm-hmm. your flesh. Um, and so by the end of that year, I, I think it was my husband. He's like, you know, we're just going to pray. God is going to answer this. He will answer this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our biggest thing was we are just going to have faith. We know it's happening. And so I ended 2019 thinking, you know what? I'm turning 30. 2020 is the year. I know the Lord. He is just going to break through this year. I will either be pregnant when the year ends or I'll have a baby. That's it. Period. Mm-hmm. I know it. Um, so I really, I didn't do any tests that year because I just was like, full faith. God is going to break through. And it got to November and I was like, well, I guess it's not happening. And, um, that's where I really hit kind of my breaking point, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband loves to backpack. And so he was taking a backpacking trip with some of the young adults that we work with at the church. Mm -hmm. And I was really struggling with this another year. Obviously now I was hitting the point where I realized, look, something's wrong. I need to, I need to figure it out. And I had held off on doctors because I didn't want the answer of if something was wrong. Yeah. That makes sense. You just, yeah. you don't want to know. Um, and for me, I was like, if it's me, if it's, if it's something wrong with me, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> mm. Can I handle the fact that I'm the issue? Um, so I was coming to that idea of, okay, something's wrong. I really need to like 
figure this out. I need to, I need to know it's wrong. Um, but the weekend he was gone, I really was struggling and, um, the Lord really was working on my heart. I, I don't even know what I was watching. I know I was watching something. I don't even remember what, but I wasn't even watching it because I was just thinking about another year I've been praying and another year's gone mm-hmm. and my time is ticking <laughs> and Lord is just like, you just let another year go. Um, so I started talking to him quite verbally <laughs> um, because I was just really stressed and really upset and um, began really just saying, Lord, I don't know if have I done something wrong. Um, you know, is, is you're not blessing me with kids. So obviously I'm not a blessed person. So what's wrong with me? Mm. What have I done? Um, you know, why are you doing this to me? And I started using examples and like, why, why do I have to have this story? Mm-hmm. Um, this just doesn't make sense. I'm trying to serve you using all these reasons of really self, <laughs> um, really thinking about me. And, um, at one point I just said to the Lord, I've prayed for this. And your word says, if we pray, you'll answer. I have asked you for this and you've said you'll answer Mm -hmm. and I've had faith like you've said and I've claimed verses and you've said you'll answer and you're not (laughs) and I don't even know if you're listening right now but you're not you're not answering Mm -hmm. and obviously not audible when we talk about the Lord speaking to us Um, it's more so in internally mentally Mm -hmm. in our heart speaking Um, but he just said, well, what if the answer is a no? <laughs> and I remember sitting there and just like, it literally stopped me in my tracks of me talking. <laughs> and, um, I just sat there and just like, okay. Um, I don't know <laughs> what if it is yeah. a no. Um, and I didn't quite know how to process that for a moment. And, mm-hmm. um, then the Lord again was speaking to me about, you know, my answers may be no in situations. And have I experienced no's to prayers before? Yes, I have. Um, but this one for me was like, well, this shouldn't be a no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Those desire of your right. heart prayers. Yeah. This like, Lord, <laughs> this is a really good prayer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This shouldn't be a no. Um, but then I started thinking through this. Well, what if not? And, um, the whole idea of if not, he brought me to Daniel and the Bible does have a phrase that says, but if not, it's when, um, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are being told to bow down to the king, worship Mm -hmm. someone else, not God. And, um, at this point they're threatened with the furnace and being thrown and burned. And, um, the king basically questions, um, you know, if I throw you in there is, he says, who is, that God that shall deliver you out of my hands, basically like, well, who's this God, mm-hmm. you know? And the, um, the three men, they answer him and they say, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. And that's one verse. And so basically they're saying, look, God can do anything. And we all know that, right? He's yes. a God of the impossible. He can yeah. do anything. He can, he can break through in any situation. Um, he can do it. It's not that he can't, Mm -hmm. but the next verse is what 
the Lord has had to bring me to is they say, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And so um, they knew God could do it, but they had so much peace. And if he didn't, mm-hmm. they're not going to serve anybody else. Yeah. And that's really what God brought me to was not that I was going to serve some other God, but if not, will you be okay with serving me? Mm-hmm. Will you have full faith in me? Um, and as I was sitting there and just obviously bawling my eyes out, um, really surrendering everything mm-hmm. and really coming to the place where I realized I was placing my identity in everything but Christ, meaning Um, you know, we think of wife and when we think wife, we think a wife should be mother. So therefore, if I'm not that, what is my life going to look like? You know, Mm -hmm. how can I live? Because obviously I'm this wife, but I'm not a mom. And I was realizing that I was placing identity. I mean, we could place it in anything. I could place my identity in being wife, or I could place my identity in being musician or teacher Mm -hmm. or whatever. But if all that's taken away and you place your identity there, you're going to live a life that's filled with unrest. Mm -hmm. And so really the Lord is saying, put your identity in me. All of those other things are, are extras. Those aren't your identity. That's not who you are. So just because you're not a mom doesn't mean any less of you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you can't make it. There's just other plans I have for you. And so, um, the song that I wrote that night, really, I had started it two years prior. Um, I had this phrase, but if not, and really I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I had tried writing it like five times. And I remember thinking, this is this song will go nowhere. Um, and so I put it off to the side. But then the Lord that night after that conversation really just brought this back to me. And so I sat down and, and wrote the words, obviously, he gave me um, because it was our conversation, <laughs> literally our conversation. It was mm-hmm. my my pouring out of how I felt but then what he told me. um, And, you know, one of the things that in in the second verse, it's personal too. Um, It talks about praying for someone who's sick. Um, We had, I had a grandparent who we prayed for, my grandmother. We thought for sure she was going to pull through and she didn't. And that was difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've prayed for a lost loved one who's still lost. We've prayed for years. And I think, Lord, (laughs) this is a good thing. You must answer this. Um, or you're in something in life that you don't understand. We've all been there. We've mm-hmm. all been in situations that are so difficult and, um, they come in waves and you have to be ready for them. And I, I think the only thing that has really helped me, um, be prepared for this situation was the fact that I was walking with the Lord. If I hadn't been walking with him, I don't know if my answer would have been the same. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And um, I think I wouldn't have been willing to surrender. Um, so that's really the journey we're on. And we're yeah. still on it. I mean, the journey's not over. Mm-hmm. And to say that um, he brought me to this peace that I can't quite explain that night. Um, to say that I don't have moments where I long for a child and I'm still praying. Mm-hmm. But the prayer is different. The prayer isn't, I have to. It's, Lord, I love this but I understand Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with it. 
And so um, it's not that there's not tears because there are, but I still, I, I'm resting now and I'm not anxious or, you know, the clock is ticking, Lord, please <laughs> break through now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that anymore, which is a stressful way to live. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yes, for sure. So that's really the, the journey. Yeah. And I loved what you said at the end about just that difference between choosing a path of peace. It's not always easy. Mm-hmm. You still have to battle the flesh oh, yeah. and give it to the Lord. But there is a path of peace yes. and then there is a path of anxiety oh, yeah. where you might even say in word, I'm surrendering, but you're still holding back pieces. Oh, yes. And I think whether it's infertility or miscarriage or any, you know, so many things in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, name it. I, I'm sure everybody listening is thinking of something yes. that we don't want to turn all the way over to the Lord because right. maybe we think we could do it better. Maybe mm-hmm. we think that we are afraid to hear his answer. What if it isn't yes. what I want the answer yes. to be? And And I know, you know, I tend to rationalize things with the Lord sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like these are all the reasons why it's a good idea to answer my prayer. Right, right. You know, and I even think I have some friends, some other friends too, that that want a baby and they would be amazing parents. Mm-hmm. They want nothing more than to have a child that they can raise for the Lord. Right. And God has said no, maybe not forever, but for now or for a long period of time. And then, you know, sometimes you're like, Lord, I don't understand. There's so many kids that aren't wanted, kids that are hurt. And so you can just, you can rationalize and and really in my own life, different things. I know I did the episode on all things for our good, some different trials that we've went through. Um, I think if you don't keep your heart anchored in Christ and keep everything surrendered to him, you can spiral Mm -hmm. very easily and you just kind of get deeper and deeper and deeper until all of a sudden you look up and you're like, I don't really even know how to dig out of this. And that's a dark place to be. God is faithful. God can get you out, but it's really hard if you have to climb all the way from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, So even in in this, it's just, I know for myself and for different things, um, it's a daily, I mean, it's a moment by moment. Yes. Lord, I have peace. You're good. I'm going to trust you. And then the next moment, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, no, back on the right train. Hold no, on I'm second. on the other one. And it is, and it is this inner conflict mm-hmm. of the flesh and, and our spiritual self that is just at war. You know, we want our own way. No, we need to go God's way, but I really want my own way. And yes. I see that in my toddlers and I, that frustrates <laughs> me. But then I think how often am I that way with the Lord? Right. And, and I love your song. I love, I love all your music, but this song in particular, I just think it really speaks to people in that dark moment and really helps us. I'm all about anything that helps me get my focus on the Lord. There, yes. God has given me so many resources, you know, obviously his word in my prayer time, but other things, other people's journey that has helped turn right. my focus mm-hmm. and help me remember God is faithful. And, and that's your CD yes. is he is yes. still good and he yes. is still God. So um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions, yeah, just some things that I think could help some people as they are going through this. So we talked a little bit about really how in these dark times, you really have to change your focus to be focused back on the truth of God's word, how that's a continual battle. Um, and then you mentioned that this trial that you've came through has changed you mm-hmm. and God has birthed so many beautiful things from that, that yeah. we'll wrap this episode up with. Um, but okay. So when you look back in your journey, do you see that 
it's maybe been through some of the hardest times that God has grown you spiritually, that he's conformed you more to his image? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I would, in, in my life, I would classify difficulties, and this is me mentally, I classify mm-hmm. difficulties as storms. And so you think of a storm, some are just rainstorms, little things, still difficult, but little. Mm-hmm. Um, some get a little bit more boisterous. You might have, I think of hurricanes. I'm from Florida. So I think of hurricanes and those are <laughs> rough. And um, then you have some devastation. And um, in my last 10 years, um, I have been through three things that I would classify as these storms. And in those moments, those are those moments where I feel like God has really strengthened me. The very first one I went through prior to this um, was when God really helped me tear apart everything that we do as Christians, mm-hmm. which we don't talk about often. I think everybody goes through this, but we, we shy away from saying, you know, I questioned everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in that moment, I questioned even if God existed. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I think if you don't understand and question the things that you do, um, then when it comes to these difficult things, you're not going to have anything to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not real to you. And that first storm, the Lord just, we literally pulled everything apart. And um, again, another internal storm that I really didn't share with people. But um, had I not come through that, because that really solidified he, okay, this, I know God exists mm-hmm. and I know that I'm on the right path. And I know, cause that was when he, there was a nine month period where I felt like God was not even speaking to me mm-hmm. nine months. It was like the worst thing. I remember people saying that, you know, you'll come to a point where God, it's like, God doesn't hear you. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then I hit it and I'm like, Oh Lord, come on now. You gotta, you gotta start talking to me. Um, had I not gone through that? this trial of infertility, I don't know if I could have made it because mm-hmm. my faith was strengthened in that. And now this, you know, last year going through that, the faith I've had in the, if not, <laughs> um, I'm living it now. Yeah. The, if not of <laughs> all these things we're, we're dealing with and so much, but yeah. it, these moments, I want to say you're, you're scared in them, but don't be afraid of them and mm-hmm. don't, wish them away. Do I want to have hardships? No, but I've come to, to appreciate them Mm -hmm. and to love God more in them. And it's, it's amazing. Like it's amazing watching your faith grow. Cause I know what I'm in now had I been in when I was 23 or 24. (laughs) Oh boy. I don't think I would have made it, but God has, he, he graciously gives you these things Mm -hmm. along the way. And I know there's going to be more that I have to face. Um, but yeah, your faith, it, it's incredible. It's incredible to watch him grow you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's a journey for sure. Yeah. Well, I know I've shared so much on my podcast, different things, different storms that mm-hmm. God has brought us through. And it has done that for me. It's like you you come through and you don't think you're going to make it. Mm-hmm. But you do because God is faithful. Yeah. And then it's almost so real that you can say, hey, I know this to be true about yes. God. Not because so-and-so has preached it all my life or right. I've heard. No, but I lived it. Yes. 
And then when the next storm comes, you know, that foundation might shake a little bit, but you remember, no, I yes. know this to be true. Yes. And then I come through that storm. And I'm like, Hey, I have these other things to add. Right. And I feel like, did I, was that my plan A? Is my life to this point my plan A of the dreams of a 20 year old? You know, in some ways, no. thank goodness, no. Um, in other ways, I never wanted some of the stuff right. that I've been given, but God has used it. I can mm -hmm. see that. And I appreciate so much the relationship that I have with Him yes. that has come through that. And I loved how you mentioned questioning things because I do think that tends to immediately put up this like red flag like oh my goodness we shouldn't yeah, question we should always just take it by God. faith <laughs> yeah and I heard a, a wise Titus 2 lady her kids are raised and she was talking about that in parenting one time but I thought this applies to so much of life about how you know, sometimes as parents, especially in those teenage years, mm -hmm. there's so many questions. They're trying to figure things out for themselves. And as parents, you can kind of balk at that almost right. like, you know, don't question, don't question, just trust. This is what, right, this is a right. Bible verse and accept it and right. don't doubt. And it, it almost sends this panic feeling, right. whether you're dealing with the questions yourself or you're trying to help someone else get mm -hmm. through those questions. But her words of wisdom was that it's not something to be afraid of, yes. that actually even more so you know, you neither need to be rooted in scripture or the person you're trying to help needs to be loved and shepherded to the scriptures, to the truth. Mm -hmm. And to they, there's a process of working through those things. Yeah. But the, the goal, the fruit from working through, it's, it's a process. It's, yes. it's a scary process sometimes, but the fruit of working through that is that real faith. Mm -hmm. It is an anchor that, you know what? It might've been hard to get here, mm -hmm. but I know this to be yes. true about God. And we want that for our own lives. We want that for our kids' lives. So I love you mentioned that to not be afraid of questioning. Yes. Um, it might be a grueling process, mm -hmm. but God has all the answers. Right. We just have to search and find them. And but questioning it, in the right spirit. So yes. Like, yes. Obviously not yes. Like, well, you know, yeah. But it, yeah. I mean, I got to a point where I questioned every single detail of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because if I was going to be someone that shared it with other people, it can't just be, well, this is what I was taught. Yeah. And this is just what we do in church. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, it really became a point of, you know, is God real? Mm -hmm. If he is, then is what I'm doing correct? And yes. If it is, then how do I know this for sure in the Bible? And that is something, if you don't come to it, when you hit a storm, you're going to come to it. Mm -hmm. And it's a scary moment, but hang on. Yes. Don't let go. Don't let it turn you aside because it can. I, I had I reached a point where I, I remember thinking of all the questions I was had in my head. <laughs> and I thought, Lord, this is really scary. I'm really scared. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of quitting yeah. and turning it all away. But it wasn't. I wasn't because the Lord had me, mm -hmm. but he was bringing me to to be so sure in what I believed in. Mm -hmm. Because he knew the next trial, I better know this. Yes. And if not, <laughs> we're going to have some real problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like really over the past year, the Lord has had Simeon and I in a little bit. Really, I don't know if like a season of analysis, but really just, you know, we've both been raised in church. We've just been in church forever. Yes. Um, and again, not that we're questioning in the wrong spirit or just want to right. throw everything out the window, yeah. but we've really been trying to make sure everything we believe is rooted in God exactly. and the Bible. And that's really changed 
the dynamic of art, like spiritual life individually, of our marriage, of our home. But I think that is so important, especially in today's day and age, because we're already seeing all over the world just persecution and people being put to the test for what they believe. And I think some of this process of of questioning in the right spirit and really wanting to solidify these truths in our hearts, Mm -hmm. those are things that we'll die for because God has shown me from his word, I believe this to my core. It's not just something that give or take church culture or whatever, you know, but it's just, it's so rooted deep and wrapping this all the way back up to just the, the topic that, you know, Casey's been sharing about the story, Mm -hmm. this, but if not, just really having rooted in your heart the truth. And, you know, there are sometimes, sometimes in those storms, like I'm desperate for truth. Like Mm -hmm. I must have it or I will not survive. Um, but you know, if it wasn't for me putting truth in during the sunshine, I would have nothing to draw from. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes in the easy times, there's not this desperation. There's not this intensity Mm -hmm. of, I got to dump it in. I got to dump it in until like all of a sudden you have to have it. And then is it there? But I think that's something for us, you know, if, if you're in an easy season or if God gives you a period of mountaintop time, just remember at all times, we have to be pouring truth into our hearts because those days are going to come where that's going to be the only thing that's going to hold you together and you want it to be there. Exactly. So one last question I want to ask, um, is, you know, you mentioned the lowest point in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had, I've had that point twice. I can think of three times really where, It's just, I didn't see any way forward. It was just, this is the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe somebody's listening and whatever their trial, whatever their storm, they feel like I can't get out. I'm going to drown. What would you say to encourage them? And seeing this journey in your life, what God has taught you, what would you use to encourage them? Um, I think the thing right now, one that would be very fresh on my mind um, is get into the Psalms. Um, and specific ones, ones that talk about where God came through for David and how David, David sunk into some serious issues. Um, one that is fresh on my mind that I just have been studying is Psalms 46 and in that it talks about hoping in God. And we hear that phrase all the time, but in that chapter, David is, he's at a distressed point. He's really at a point where, you know, a lot is going on in his life. And if you study his life, he has, you know, a a mess sometimes we think about. But then he's the man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it was so interesting. And he he looks back at the past of what God has done. And he remembers that. And when he remembers that, it's almost that encouragement of God has me. And hope is something very interesting. And I started thinking about what hope brings when we have hope in God. Um, it's that, that piece of resting in what he's done. So maybe you're in a difficult moment where you feel like I, I, I can't make it any farther. Um, you can't. Mm-hmm. Just honestly, you cannot. Yeah. And I think that's where we get when we get to that point. It's because we're trying. We're trying so hard to make it. I've got to make it. I can just pull out of this. Um, but you can't, Mm -hmm. and that's where you need to then say, God can, and he has me. Um, I, and my song, I allude to a point where even in those dark times, God is there carrying you. 
And I've had those moments where I felt like, God, I can't walk. Can you carry me? Because I can't. I just can't. And he will. And it's all about you resting and just saying, okay, God, you've done this for me in my past. And maybe you haven't been through a storm. Maybe this is your first storm. So you Mm -hmm. have nothing. You're like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Well, he's answered prayer before. Mm -hmm. You've just got to go back. And he's been faithful. And maybe you're like, well, I really don't see those things. Well, go back and look at your life. Has he blessed you? I mean, if if so far it's been good, that means he's been blessing and he's Mm -hmm. been leading. And see where he's led or talk to someone um, and take their stories. But think about the past and, and really focus on who God is. And get your eyes on him because mm-hmm. if you put on your circumstance, if you look at the situation, you know, I, I have some circumstances right now. And if I look at those, I'll be like Peter and I will sing. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, trust yes. me, those circumstances are big waves and I am like, oh no. Yes. Um, you've got to get your eyes off that and get your eyes off self and let him carry you. Don't try to just push through because you mm-hmm. will not push through. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned just coming to know God for who he is. That idea has transformed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I I was introduced to a book. I'll link it in the resources. Um, what do I know about my God? But it was just all these different characteristics of God and scripture verse. Basically, that's what mm-hmm. it is, is God is faithful. And here's all these verses to go yes. look up and study. Um, but I, I almost, I've even written my testimony in like chunks where it's like, okay, this is the first part and this is what I came to know about God. And then yes. this part, and this is what I came to know about God. But that has so transformed me. But in thinking about about this and storms, I really feel like we have to get to the point where we have to decide for ourselves, is God enough? Exactly. Is yeah. he enough? You know, if, if I lose my husband, is he enough? Right. If I never have children, is he enough? Mm-hmm. If I, I do have children, what if I lose one of them? What if one of them gets sick? What if one of them turns out and, and doesn't follow the Lord, is God enough? Right. And that, that that is a difficult question to answer, but I think it's really a place that we all need to come to mm-hmm. and and realize God has to be enough. Because if he's not that all the you know what we talked about earlier, that path of peace, if God isn't enough, you won't be on that yeah, path of peace. No. So Casey, this has been so good, mm-hmm. so helpful. Um and you know, for you listeners, what whatever point you're in in your life, whatever, you know, storm or good time, just, just stay faithful, stay faithful in the good times, be faithful to, to Bible study and scripture memorization and leaning on Christ. And if you think you're not going to make it till tomorrow, be faithful Mm -hmm. because God will meet you there. Even if you have a period of time, I know in one of my storms, um, my dad and I, I shared some about my mom, my dad and I, really had to almost kind of cling together to this, almost like I I picture in my mind, you know, the storms, we were drowning. Yes. And it's like, we had one piece of driftwood that we were trying to share. And, and we just had to remember that even when it felt like God wasn't listening, he wasn't there. The storm is only getting worse. It's only getting worse. And the only human outcome from what is raging around us is destruction. Mm -hmm. But we just had to keep clinging to the Lord and and he brought us through and the sun came again and and God is faithful. So hang in there. The Lord, the Lord will see you through and he will teach you things about himself that you will fall more in love with him than you ever were before. He is, he is a good God. 
Um, so at the end, I want you to share yeah. some. So all of that journey, God has had you on. Yes. And through that, God has given you a very special opportunity yeah. to speak truth. Yeah. Um, so the Lord has called, I'm a musician, um, pianist. I love music. And years ago, the Lord called me in songwriting and I really pushed it off. Um, for fear of failure, obviously. Uh, but the Lord has, from all of this, really, as of last year, just rebirthed this idea of writing music um, and sharing it with people. And so uh, when I finally said, okay, Lord, you want me to launch out in this? Uh, it's a little bit of a scary thing, um, but I'm going to do it. Um, he really told me he wanted, but if not, to be the first song we put out. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about the CD and what CD we'd put out, and it's called He Is Still God. And um, it has some song. all the songs deal with who God is mm -hmm. um, in storms, even in salvation, who he is. Um, and so it's just uh, really an encouraging CD to encourage you in your walk. And so we launched New Mercies Music. Um, we called it that. One of my favorite verses um, is in Lamentations where it talks about his mercies are new every morning. Love that verse. It is a verse that has got me through so many things mm -hmm. because I just remember if I wake up in the morning, there are new mercies for this day. Just rest in him tonight. Yes. Um, and so we launched that and new mercies music. The purpose of it is to encourage. Um, we've put out so far our first CD, mm -hmm. um, sheet music for the song, but if not, and um, you'll be able to find on there eventually piano arrangements. There's one on there already. Um, it's a brand new store, so there's not much yet, but it's coming. Um, we have a plan to launch all of the sheet music for the original songs that I wrote mm -hmm. on He Is Still God. And so all that should come out in the next month or so. And then you'll find choir arrangements, instrumental music. So just looking to put out music as a resource mm -hmm. and become, and there's so many great music resources, um, but God has told me to do this. So yeah. I am doing it and um, we're really excited about it. It's in the very beginning stages, um, but hopefully we can encourage you through music. Awesome. Well, I could fill a whole episode on this, but I'm very passionate about getting good music yes. in the home. Um, so... We, I, I just got a notification. Your CD yes, is on yes, the way. On the way. And we have the sheet music to But If Not, yes. so we're excited to learn to sing that. Yes. Um, but this will be a great resource that I know will just really encourage people. Um, so I'll link that in the resources as well. But I want to close this episode out in prayer. Casey, thank you so much for joining me yes. and just sharing your heart you. and the journey that God has had you on. Yeah. Father, I thank you so much that you are God in the storms, that you're God in the good times. Lord, I just thank you that you are faithful and that you are there. Lord, I pray that you'll be with these ladies that are listening. Lord, whatever they're dealing with, whatever burdens are weighing on their hearts, I pray that you'll just be very near to them. I pray that you will just help us to cast our cares on you, to keep our hearts rooted in your word, Lord, and just to see your faithfulness as we live our lives in service for you. Lord, I just thank you for all your blessings. I thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I've prayed another prayer, asking God to break through. I've waited here in faith, hoping God would move. His silence, the unfulfilled, has brought me to my knees. But it's in that darkest hour, my heart cries unto
I will trust you, my Savior and my friend. You've prayed for God to heal the sick, the lost to draw to Him. You've begged for God to calm the storm, you are in. But the prayer has not been answered, and you think He has not heard. Don't lose faith, keep looking up, trust His will and trust His word. But if not, He is still Savior and my friend.